Bienvenidos, damas y caballeros. Welcome back to Freeform Radio and the Freeform Network. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Freeform Network and send in those questions and suggestions for us, ffnquestions at gmail.com. Uh, this is uh, Freeform Radio. My name is Daniel. Today we got Andy. It's all good, Andy, and I want to hope everybody had a good uh, Christmas and uh, New Year's. By the time this episode dropped, everybody uh, went through the holiday. So Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to everyone. And we got Noel. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Glad to be here right now. Nice, nice. Yeah, so the whole crew is back together, like Andy mentioned. Uh, by the time this drops, it will be post-Christmas, so hopefully everybody had a good one with their families and spent some time, regardless of what uh, thing you celebrate, whether it's Christmas or holidays. But let's jump into this uh, week. Uh, Mr. Andy, tell us, uh, it is you know, this is a, maybe a prelude to some of the conversation later on with our article, but Hulu, man. Are, are you renewing? Why? Why not? Uh, fill us in on your, your thought process here. So, you know, we just went through Black Friday and I've been renewing uh, Hulu every Black Friday because I have a deal. I rotate between two emails. Um, you told me about that deal a while back. Right. Um, I think you got it at, at 1.99 cents. And then yeah. the first year I signed up, I got it for a dollar ninety nine. Then it went back to ninety nine. Then this year I went up to a dollar ninety nine. Um, I signed up again, but right now, I, um, at the time I was talking to my wife. Um, I'm like, I really don't know why. I think it was just like a habit that I have. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because uh, I mean, I do watch it. I mean, I was watching the Oroville um some of the FX shows are on there that just, which is good I like the family guy right uh, and all that but uh you know Disney owns Hulu and uh, from my understanding they were going to put a big chunk of the adult shows on uh Hulu but I think slowly they're they've made some things recently where in the past where it sounds like uh they're gonna make Disney Plus, their main streaming platform, and get away, not get away, but shut it down or merge or something, because the two owners of Hulu is Disney and Comcast, and uh, but Disney has a majority stake in it, and so shows like Family Guy and, and, and uh, those adult themes, Bob's Burgers, and and uh, American Dad, that that's all on uh, Hulu. And then all those FX shows, like uh, American Horror Story, Atlanta, all that stuff is there. Uh, Mayans, uh, Sons Mayans, of Anarchy. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I I did try watching the Mayans when I first got it. I I didn't get into it. I thought it was gonna be better. I didn't like it as much as Sons of Anarchy. Uh, I did watch the family guys. I watch them in binges once in a while where I'm just like, like I'll watch like a season in like a couple of days and I'm like, I'm good for a while because it gets real fucking repetitive. And then the, the last uh, thing I, I saw was the original series, the fool. I kind of like that. Um, but I used to watch a lot of, uh, the old programming like NYPD blue I won the years for a while, but then I'm just like, I want to watch some new stuff. So I don't know, man. I, I don't know why I signed up to it. They have the the new season of The Simpsons around there that just aired. Then they remove it and then put it on uh, Disney+. Plus. Uh, like I said, I think it's just a habit. I don't know. Maybe next year I probably won't get it. But, I mean, I don't watch. It's not like my go-to thing to watch anything lately i mean uh, you guys i'm imagine i know I, I think you still have it daniel i don't know if you've ever had it in a while uh no no i've seen a few things though I, have you watched the prequel the predator one called prey yeah i heard about it i saw the trailer but it didn't intrigue me no that I know, looks I cool I, I, yeah 
I have Hulu, but man, I, I still got to catch up and watch that. But that does look pretty cool. But I, I get what you're saying, Andy. I, Hulu typically isn't my go-to, and I still do have it for like the past three, four years. And I usually just watch old shows, like you were saying, you know, Sons of Anarchy. I was watching Lost on there. Um, X Files, basically anything on Fox, uh, I was watching. And I kind of use it for that. Uh, movies, not so much. But uh, yeah, Alana watches uh, her Golden Girls on there and stuff like that. So yeah, it, it, it's more like. As long as it's a buck or two, uh, I think it's doable. Once you get up to the $10 a month kind of thing, I, I would definitely question if if I would have Hulu or not at that price. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't beat the price, but still, I'm like, I, right now it doesn't have, like, great programming. It does have a back, a pretty good uh, back catalog um, of, like, shows and movies. But again, it's just I don't know. I, I feel like I mean for two bucks, what what can I fucking say? But it is um yeah, I feel not that it's a waste, but I, I don't know. I think I want to watch uh, the Orville, but I was reading the reviews on, on that last season, and I didn't like the new take uh, where they took the show. Yeah, they changed it a lot, right? Because yeah. it's a new producer or something, or some big change so, would happen. Yeah, they they did a, um, a couple of uh, the uh, ideology and stuff of the the, the main program, uh, the, the the executive producer and all that, and they kind of like I don't know. I just I read the first couple episodes reviews and I'm like, oh, great, like uh, they're doing all this woke shit or some of it and. I'm like, ah, it kind of turned me off. Maybe I'll watch it um, down the road. But uh, I don't know. I'm in no rush to watch it, no. <laughs> and then uh, that's about it. I mean, there's nothing else on there uh, where, like, oh, I got to watch this. It's on Hulu on top of it. It has ads. Like, I popped in. A, I was watching a movie the other day, um, an old one, a catalog movie, Grandma's Boy. And I was watching and. Uh, commercials popped up i remember in the past when you put a movie on there wasn't commercials so that was like not that it pissed me off i was just like it kind of annoyed me i kind of lost interest in it i got like halfway through it what other subscription services do you have right now so that i pay for or as part of anything i pay for hulu we pay for prime which is part of our thing amazon prime um that's it. We get HBO Max through our uh, cell phone provider. Um, everything else is uh, stolen. Uh-huh. No, it's sharing. But I, uh, that's still Netflix is they're, they're coming for you, man. I, I keep I reading articles. I, I haven't had Netflix in like four years. Ah, okay. And then uh, that also Netflix kind of fell off there. They're hemorrhaging money too, you know. And uh, I did uh, when I signed up to Hulu, they were pushing that Disney on me, and I think for an extra like, what was it, three bucks or four bucks? I think it was three bucks because it was gonna come out to five ninety nine. I could have gotten Disney Plus and Hulu. And I told my wife like, you want Disney Plus? She's like, eh, not really. And I'm like, fuck it. And like, I didn't get it. Oh, and I got Peacock, which is part of my with my internet. Um, that one's all right because uh, it has WWE Network. Um, and I like uh, American Greed. That's on there, but that has ads too. But it's okay. And then, uh, I mean, who doesn't have Pluto, right? I watch more Pluto than I do. <laughs> right? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I put Next Generation on, and I I just got to cruise it in the background, and I'm like, I have like a '90s I- channel. Yeah, it's. I'm paying for all these subscriptions, and I'm watching Pluto over here. Pluto, you know who's gotten good too? Uh, Tubi. Yeah. That's the one that Fox owns. Tubi's all right, and I heard there's a new one, uh, Freevee or something. Or right. Uh, my my wife's watching a lot of that because it has Judge Judy on there. Um, but they're like a Prime or something. They have like a channel in that. I don't know, but. 
uh, I watched that and uh, so again like all this streaming stuff is just like I don't know it's just like a habit like I when we got Netflix I was just like oh yeah this is cool but I mean there's nothing new I mean I just you know I noticed I you guys like don't it. mention uh, Amazon do you guys watch Amazon Prime at all yeah I mean, to me Amazon is weak man it's like the weakest of uh, and they not- just bought a studio they bought uh, MGM so. You're telling me you don't like Upload, you don't like uh, you don't like The Boys, you don't like Jack Ryan. Those are some good shows. Yeah, Jack Ryan I got, was all right. The Boys, yeah, The Boys are good. I didn't see this last season that they put out, but uh, I did. I did like The Boys. Now you mention it, and then they got Invincible. That's the animated show. I still haven't watched that, but everybody keeps saying that it's a great show. Oh, it's Man, worth. There's the a lot of memes and gifs for it. That's all I know. <laughs> But, I yeah. Mean, yeah. I, I, to me, I guess Prime is, uh, other than the video stuff, I'm I'm getting kind of tired of just paying a, a hundred and change every year to have free shipping, kind of okay videos, and then their music sucks. So I, I it, <laughs> they're they're getting kind of on my nerves, almost to the point where I told Alana, I'm like, next year when the renewal comes around, I we really got to think about if we're gonna keep it. Because I have the the yearly subscription where I just pay the whole year to get a little bit of a discount. Yeah, you do get a discount. I always tell my wife. Right. Yeah, if you pay the entire year, you save like ten bucks or twenty bucks, something like that. But so now I'm locked in until I think September. But come around next year, I'm gonna really think about it because um, I don't know. I don't know if it's gonna be the winning contender versus Hulu's two dollars a month thing. Well, and if you go to school, don't they give you like a special price if you're a student? Yeah, for two or three years, they give you half the price discount, but uh-huh. you could only use it for two, three years, and then I and I already used it mm. uh, when I, when I was going to school, and I used the discount. So you were like a fifty-year-old student, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends on how often you purchase on Amazon, and and I, I purchase uh, food through there, Amazon Fresh, and that's every week, you know. So let's say it was like three to five bucks every week that I buy something. I'm looking at about 150 to 200 dollars in shipping alone, so that's one of the reasons why I do have the the Prime subscription. But the video and stuff, I always thought was just a bonus. Like I, they, I never even had that when I first signed up to Amazon. They they rolled that out after I already had subscribed, and I was like, oh shit, this is just a bonus. Yeah, I mean, that, don't get me wrong, Amazon's pretty good. The Amazon Pictures, they, they can upload all your pictures unlimited and documents, and they got audio books and a bunch of other stuff. So definitely, if you're consuming all these different branches of it, it it's probably worth its money. But when you're unsatisfied with a couple of the main ones, uh, in particular, the videos haven't really appetized me, and then the music has been really dissatisfactory to me i don't i i could drive anywhere to pick up what i need and if you to be honest i i even brought this up to alana yesterday if you look at the pricing that amazon does compare it to like walmart walmart sometimes they're beating their price so to me i'm like i'd rather drive five minutes to walmart and pick it up than you know pay a little bit more at amazon you do have a point on that i i have seen some price differences that i was like why the hell are they charging so much? Even right. for like regular items, uh, there was like a Blu-ray that I wanted to get, and they were saying on Amazon, it's like, oh, it's forty-six percent off. Normally, it's like forty dollars. Right, right. And then I look at Walmart. I'm like, this shit's always like twenty dollars. What the fuck? Like, where's it? <laughs> why is it overpriced on Amazon? And then they're making it seem like it's a huge sale. It's like it's not. You're just taking off a few dollars compared to Walmart. I I noticed they started doing that. I think it's to get people to see that 57% off and be like, oh my God, I got to buy this because it's half off right now. Mm-hmm. And in reality, it's just a bloated price to make it look like it's, you know, a good deal. Yeah, I mean, we use, we're starting to use Amazon more because we do have an Amazon Visa and we get 5% back on the purchases. And we do have the rewards. Usually around this time, we use it to do a couple things with it. Um, and, uh, I was looking at, I was telling my wife, like, I think if you're a teacher or student or something, if you pay once a year, it, you save a couple, but yeah, I, I didn't think it was going to be like half off, but 
I was thinking like 10, 20 bucks or something, but, but, uh, it, it also, they're starting to do some same day deliveries or next day and a lot of their products. So they improved on that. Some, um, the food for me on there's always been hit or miss. I did read something that, that it's an issue that they have at Amazon is food that people, they sell expired food or, uh, they have like uh, quality issues, you know. So Jesus, that you know, that, I, that has been an issue. Uh, I saw a documentary about that on two different, uh, one on uh, PBS and the other one on CNBC. You know, I could speak on that a little bit because, like I said, I get it every week uh, through Fresh, and there have been on occasion, maybe like two or three times out of the whole year. So that's let's say fifty weeks. In, in in a row, maybe two or three times where I'll get something that's not expired, but it's days from being expired, like chicken. And that's like, I eat that every week. I get chicken every week. So when it comes in and it's telling me I have to cook or freeze it by like three days from now, I'm like, well, what the fuck? Like, that's not enough time. I should have a at least like a five-day window minimum, you know, so I can like prepare the food and do what I'm going to do because... I might not be able to cook it that same day or the next day because I have stuff going on. So, yeah, I, I can attest to the sometimes it'll be not expired, but close to. Right. I, and I think if you're trying to eat that healthier lifestyle, that definitely is a, a bonus to Amazon, that fresh uh, market thing. That being said, let us know what you guys think of uh, Amazon. If you're ordering that food, if you dealt with that expired or near expired or. Uh, quality issues on the food at ffnquestions at gmail.com but uh, with that with that being said i'm gonna do a, a hard transition here to noel uh i think last time we talked you purchased you, you were able to find a ps5 you're breaking it in what's going on with that uh see so yeah, i know here you did something with the ps5 yeah yeah so um i mean it was a pretty big expense so i was like i, I want to like make it worth it you know so i've been trying to use it more often uh, I have a nice computer and everything. I could do most of it on there, but I'm like, let me put this PS5 to use. The reason I got it was for for the 4K Blu-rays because I don't have a 4K player. Uh, so yeah, I've been I've been like trying to test out some new Blu-rays, and uh, I got Inglorious Bastards in 4K. It just got delivered on uh, I think it was Monday, so I watched that this past Monday, uh, or, or it was maybe Tuesday. I, I think I watched it the day after. But, uh, man, I love that movie, dude. That's one of my, like, all-time favorite movies. Really? Uh, especially of, of Quentin Tarantino's. Uh, yeah, like, it's, it was a good movie in general. Better than then, Pulp Fiction? Uh, it's up there, man. It's up there with, in, in terms of uh, my favorite of Quentin's, okay. I, I like Inglorious. I like Pulp Fiction. Uh, Reservoir Dogs, even though it's, like, one of his best, I put a little, like, it's maybe, like, my fourth favorite I think number three, man, it it's it's got to be. I Jackie think, uh, Brown, of, man. Oh, you know what? Yeah, it's it's hard, man. He has so many good movies. Jackie Brown is definitely on my top five. That's yeah, probably that's like a number, good one, man. That's probably number four. Number five would be Reservoir, but number three, I think, is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, man. That one yeah. was so good. I I don't want to take over your your talk, man, but <laughs> Inglorious Bastards and Once Upon a Time. Both movies, I got halfway through, and I had to quit. I, I just couldn't do it. So I don't know what it was, but I, I quit on both of those. And uh, I, maybe I got to give him another shot. Maybe I got to go back and, and try again. I, I highly recommend it, dude. I Inglorious Bastards was – the way he does the movies is, like, he makes it in a way where he takes a really, like, big villain – and then he makes a way that the hero will save the day and, and have you, like, tie yourself into that hero. And even though it's, like, biographically, sometimes there's, like, a, like for Inglorious Bastards and for the, the Once Upon a Time, this is based on, loosely based on history, like, you know, the Tate murders and, you know, Nazi Germany. And he, he makes it in a way where he rewrites it. He rewrites the history so that the hero wins in like incredible fashion and so I, I love that part about it at the end of glorious Bastard. well i'm not going to spoil it actually since you haven't seen it um but man it's so good i 
you really got to watch it so I can tell I got you it. what's going on, dude. <laughs> I got it on my hard drive, and I, I don't want to delete it. Every time I look at it, I'm clearing up space. I'm like, should I delete this? And I'm like, nah, I'm going to watch it one of these days and give it another shot. But, yeah, that and once what's upon a time. What's wrong with it? Why can't you finish it? You know, it's weird because his his dialogue and his story is what gets you through. And Pulp Fiction, I think, is great because of that. Reservoir Dogs is great. Jackie Brown is great because of that. But for whatever reason, in Glorious Bastards, when I was listening, I don't know if it was the dialogue because he does have some, like, um, uh, other languages. And I don't know if that's what disconnected me. And Once Upon a Time, I think I was just not in the right mindset because I've heard that that's a really good one with the Bruce Lee stuff. And it's just got a lot of cool stuff in there. So I, I, I just think I got to give it another shot. Uh, Once Upon a Time, I think we'll, uh, I'll be fine. But Inglorious, that's the one that I tried and I just I couldn't get through it. And I was just like, I could keep watching it and hate it after I'm done. Or I could just stop and be like, I've never really watched the whole thing. Uh, yeah, it is a longer movie. Uh, his movies tend to be like a little bit over two hours, usually two and a half. So, I mean, I, I get it. Some people don't want to watch a movie that long. But to me, it was like I was hooked the whole way through. And uh, just having a good movie about like World War Two that isn't... Like, cause I've seen Saber Private Ryan. I've seen a few movies about World War II, but this one does it in a different way, um, and it's more like brutal and in a good way, like for the heroes to win. And I, I really enjoyed it, man. I, I don't want to spoil anything. It's hard for me not to like go into detail of why I like it, cause I don't want to spoil it. But uh, yeah, so that was one of the movies I watched, and uh, Tremors, the original. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, a good one. Movie. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin Bacon, Fred Ward. You, you had uh, some some good actors in there, and uh, I, the, like the whole vibe of the first one had that more of a horror aspect, whereas the sequels kind of like trailed off into more like comedy. Um, yeah, I think the sequels with that Family Guy, uh, Family uh, Ties guy, <laughs> it, it got kind of weird and hokey uh, towards the like part three or four or whatever however many they came a, out with wasn't there a tv show uh a maybe, tv maybe. show i think on sci-fi you know they they beat that like fucking dad dude they beat that right. horse dad man it was it's been so many different things with it but uh the original movie stands on its own and it still holds up to this day uh to me it's a it's a legitimate like good movie that has an interesting horror element to it where it's not like uh like the creature doesn't talk it doesn't have dialogue but it still keeps you focused on it like it keeps you intrigued and hooked and you're it it, it shows intelligence without like actually having dialogue i thought that was really cool for like a, a horror character yeah. kind of like the blob you know so going back to tremors real quick it, it lasted there was a show on sci-fi it lasted one season, and there was uh, a ten-episode show from March of uh, through August of two thousand three. Oh wow, that was yeah, that was a while back then, almost twenty years. Sheesh. It, it, does, it, it does have a, uh, I mean, I don't know. The seventy percent I just watch in uh, six and a half on IMDb. So yeah. they don't completely shit on it. I think they got a cult following. I think that Tremors franchise has like a cult following that people watch, kind of like the American Pies. Some of the later ones are really terrible, but some people love it. Some people, they love that franchise. Yeah, I mean, it, if the first one didn't do as, as good as it did, I, I don't think it would have been able to be that franchise. But, I mean, it had some memorable actors. Uh, uh, what's his name? I think it was Victor Wong. I'm not. I can't even remember exactly his name, but the the guy from uh, Big Trouble in Little China. He was also in Three Ninjas. Uh, yeah, right. he played. Yeah, he was one of the like the food station owners. Like he ended up dying pretty early on. And then, like you said, the guy from Family Ties. He was in it. You had uh, the country singer. What was her name? Uh, Reba McIntyre. I think is is her name. Uh, yeah, you had, you had some pretty cool actors in it, and it, it was interesting to see, like, just them all in this horror movie. So so the movies, you know, yeah, they're good, 
But how was the 4K? Did it like wow you or did it go like, eh, you know, I can get this on my computer kind of thing? Uh, I will say that. So 4K remastered of an old movie will stand up like it, it looks great. Uh, and I, I actually played like the 1080p version that I had uh, on my on my drive and it, it looks better. You can see like strands of hair and it, it looks clear, looks crisp, you, especially when you're looking at like the backgrounds and stuff like the the floor and the dirt and the rocks, because there's there's a lot of scenery there. They're in Arizona, I think it is. So there's a lot of mountains and rocks and all this shit. And, and it looks great. It looks beautiful. Um, I think my TV is also a limitation. Uh, this 4K TV I have is great. I'm, I'm very happy with it, especially for the price I paid, which is like 600 uh this is like years back like in 2020 2019 something like that but the tvs now oled and all that i think if i had one of those it would pop even more uh and it would have true hdr brightness because uh so my cousin Ismail was telling me all this stuff all the info about hdr and stuff and he's like the tv i have while it's good it doesn't have the peak brightness to really make hdr pop so I can't give you a definitive review. Uh, all I can do is compare it to the 1080p version, which, yeah, the 4K, I mean, is so much better. Um, yeah. So compared to with an old-gen 4K TV, it's okay. Because I agree with you. My TV also has simulated HDR. It's not true HDR or what you would consider true HDR nowadays. Because uh, I bought my 4K even before yours, um, and I was mentioning to Alana the other day because um, my apps, the smart apps, they're terrible, man. They're always crashing, so I don't know if it's a Samsung thing or if it's the apps themselves. And my wife's like, well, just go out and get a new TV, and I'm like, oh, man. I'm like, just go buy another one. Just go buy another 4K. I don't even want to go down the rabbit hole because if I get everything that I want to get, the TV will probably be like two grand. Is I'm gonna want like you know I'm gonna want the uh, 120 refresh rate and you know I'm gonna want all these like bells and whistles HDR and so man I'm like I don't even want to think about yeah like I don't even want to think about it man yep no I'm saving for mine Uh, I'm happy with what I got like I I have no higher expectations for right now I'm just gonna enjoy the movie it looks good resolution is great the color looks good. I, I, there's always going to be better. And that's the thing. Like, uh, I think our society is chasing that. Like, that's going to be what makes you happy. It's like happiness comes from enjoying what you have. Not like always chasing what's next. Because there's always going to be a next. Once you get that OLED, you're going to be like, oh, I want that fucking quantum fucking vortex OLED fucking version 3.8 or whatever the fuck. And it's always going to be something next that you're going to want. And it's just going to be expensive, overpriced. And when you get it, you're going to have that regret. Like, I spent three grand on this. Like, I still feel that emptiness. You know? So that's why it's like people have to find a way to be happy with what we got. And I, I'm thankfully, I'm in that state of mind where I'm happy with what I got. I'm very blessed. Uh, I am saving up for a newer TV. But I'm in no rush to get that because there's always new technology around the corner. Same with my computer. Uh, it's great, but it's reaching the end of its generation. The new generation is already here. I could upgrade, but at the same time, like, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait for prices to drop and all that stuff. And later on, when when I have the money set aside, I'll, I'll upgrade on that. We'll see what this black Biden inflation, man, if prices will even drop ever. For real, man. It's crazy right now. <laughs> <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, just to kind of wrap up what I've been uh, up to here, uh, I watched Carrie for the first time. I don't know if you guys ever seen that movie uh, back in 19, I think it was 74 or 6. Uh, it's an old That's movie. That's with John Travolta, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's a horror movie. <laughs> you didn't like it? Oh, man. I mean, all right, well. I will say this, it, it's one of those movies where it's a slow burn. Uh, it leads up with a lot of like filler, just like stuff that didn't need to be there. A lot of empty scenes that it didn't really get you to invest in the character. But what made it worth it to me was the end. And it was like the last 15 minutes, I want to say. 
So you watch like an hour and twenty to get the like the payoff in the last fifteen minutes when she goes all ape shit on her whole fucking school and shit. Uh, and for you guys who haven't seen it, I'm gonna spoil it, man. This is this is like fifty years old, man. You guys gotta watch it if you haven't. Um, so this girl Carrie is getting bullied from the start of the movie. Uh, she actually had she's like uh, becoming a woman. She's in high school. She has her first um, period. And at the start of the movie, all the girls in the locker room like chastise her and and like bully her. And her mom is a single mom. Her her dad ran away with some woman and she never saw him again. Her mom was so just like uh, wrought with grief and just anger that she took it out on the daughter and was super hyper religious and like made her like follow a certain strict code, always repenting, always like you know, praying to God for forgiveness and acting like she was a sinner. And so she she had a lot of, like, repressed anger. Um, and this girl just, it, it just bottled up to the point where she developed this telekinesis that could actually manipulate things around her. She could shut doors, close windows, move things with her mind. And then she started looking into it and reading books about it and, and like, kind of mastering this ability. And l- later on in the movie, they they come up with this plan to have somebody take her on a date for prom. And it was kind of leading up to prom. This whole movie was leading up to that. And they finally take her on this date to prom and they end up making her win the, the prom queen. And when they, when she goes up to the stage to accept her, you know, whatever thing, like to have her moment, right. Um, somebody had set up a bucket of blood or like red paint on the top of this, like scaffolding, by I think the it was stage. like pig's blood, wasn't it, or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. Because they went, yeah, they went and killed a pig. John Travolta was with like some of the people there, and they went and killed a pig on a farm. You're right. I, I forgot about that part. Um, but yeah, they 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 spilled the blood on her, and she she goes fucking ape shit, dude. She she murks everybody, almost everybody in that place, and uh, use her telekinesis to. To like set fire to a bunch of stuff, people burned to death, and then she she like had things exploding. And at one point, uh, this girl and John Travolta are chasing her in a car. They're gonna about to run her over, and she makes the car flip over like twenty times and then explode into like a ball of fire. And you just <laughs> see the two people burning to death in there. I was just like, okay, this is next level, dude. Like it was pretty like tame up until that point. That was crazy. So. <laughs> Well, it's not like the greatest movie of all time or nothing. Uh, it paid off in the end. It was worth the time I had watched it, and it was—it's a horror movie that I had to get on, you know, that notch on that belt because, you know, I'm a horror enthusiast, and so yeah, I had to watch it. Nice, nice. Yeah, I—I I don't have like a huge fondness for it, but it was an okay movie. I—I I, I watched it uh, a few years back. For sure, man. Well, uh. Yeah, let's uh, switch it over to you, Daniel. Looks like here, man, you you said uh, you beat Zelda, Link's Awakenings, and Switch? Yeah, man, I, I, I picked up a Switch game during uh, Black Friday. Uh, one of my purchases here is, um, yeah, it's an old game. It actually originally released on Andy's uh, favorite handheld, uh, Game Boy and Game Boy Color. And they redid the game for Switch, so that's the one I played. That's the version I played. The, the Switch screen. one. Yeah, it's not the green screen version that from uh, Game Boy and Game Boy Color. But yeah, it's the Switch, and man, the graphics looks awesome on it. it it's what really called me because I really like that Link, um, uh, Link to the Past, Zelda, that top isometric view of it. And this is that style game, you know, kind of different from the Breath of the Wilds, the 3D ones that they've been doing lately. So I picked it up, man, and I did everything I can do in there, man. I almost 100%ed the whole thing, but there were some challenges that were even a little more than what I can deal with. Uh, but I about as 100%ed as much as any kind of average Joe can do. And it was super satisfying, and, and I was really content and happy that I had picked it up and uh, you know, it took me a little bit over the two, three weeks to, to beat it. Uh, it's kind of on the shorter side because it is originally a game boy color and they did add a few things here and there, 
but really cool switch game uh unfortunately switch games prices don't uh drop too much or, or specifically the nintendo games of them all the other junk stuff those constantly drop in price but the marios the zeldas the metroids uh those things never drop in price hardly so well, i had to get it for them i think it was 35 for black friday for switch and, and that's usually a little high for my price range uh you you got to be in that 20 15 10 buck range for me to be like all right let me look at you and see if i want to buy you now is that uh, 1080p uh, i think they do upscale it because like the switch i think when you go handheld it goes 720 and then when you dock it it goes up to 1080. Okay. so um yeah it looked it looked cool because just because of that cartoony uh, aesthetic so it looked nice and the game controlled very well it had all these new mechanics and uh it was one of the uh zelda games that had a jump button so really cool man cool game uh for you zelda purist out there that you want uh, an old style game because maybe you're not digging this three di- three uh dimension zelda route that they're going now really cool game for you for you people to go out there and watch um something else that i wanted to bring up um I've been getting uh, a lot of Christmas cards, you know, because uh, like we mentioned at the top, by the time you hear this, Christmas has gone and passed. But what I've kind of surprised me this year is that I've been getting a lot more cards that say Happy Holidays than Merry Christmas. And now, trust me, man, if if people feel like putting Happy Holidays on their card, it's better than nothing. But to me, some of these cards that I've been receiving in my house, they're from like OG Catholic Christian people. And for people to be putting happy holidays, to me, it's almost like has the wokeness got to these people? And are, are they scared of getting the the social media mob on them and, and kind of start ridiculing them? Like, hey, how dare you? Can you, you like uh, Jesus Christ and... You know, how dare can you, you know, put in my face, Merry Christmas. So it just seemed really weird. And again, I don't care. People can put whatever they feel comfortable with. Um, but I know we've had conversations off the air where, I, to me, I say Merry Christmas. If you're not down with JC, that's fine. Don't, uh, don't. Uh, hopefully it doesn't offend you because I don't mean it in an offensive way. If you were to tell me happy Hanukkah, I would reply with, yeah, Merry Christmas to you. And it wouldn't offend me. It wouldn't offend me that you're into Hanukkah and I'm into JC. It's all, it's all good. The same. For real, man. I agree. And uh, sometimes I I think it's like people are kind of hypocritical though. If, especially if they judge, like, if they're neutral and they're like, oh, yeah, whatever, happy holidays, Christmas, whatever you tell them or whatever they tell you is just like a positive vibe, then it's all good. But if they get offended that you tell them Merry Christmas, then to me it's like, well, then don't take that day off. You know, go to work that day because why are you going to enjoy the holiday being like, you know, paid and everything, get the day off, but you're offended at it? You know what I mean? It's kind of like double standards there. Yeah, and I am sensitive to the whole Christmas thing. Um, I have a new neighbor at work uh, in the next cubicle of me that I usually don't work with. And I was playing some Christmas music, and I I went up to him after like a day or two. I'm like, you know, I better ask this guy. I'm like, hey, I hope Christmas music doesn't offend you or or you have any issues with that. And he's just like, no, by no means. Go ahead and play what you're going to play. But thank you for asking. And then I just kept going. Because I do know that some people are sensitive about it. Yeah, I mean, does that limit you of whatever you're doing? Uh, Does that uh, by you letting them know? I mean, do you feel like you had to let them know? Well, I just wanted to be courteous. Um, Like, I don't need to play it out loud. I most people at work, or at least in our environment, in the engineering room. We all listen to music in our headphones, um, but because it was Christmas music, I figured, hey, man, let me put it on kind of like on my speaker, not not too loud either. So it's not like it's blasting through the whole office. But if you walk up to my desk, you can hear it. 
So this guy being the next neighbor of mine, I'm sure he can hear a little bit of it. So I just wanted to be courteous to to him because if it did bother him or he didn't like Christmas music or, or whatever the case would be, I would just go back to listening to it on my headphones. But yeah, uh, the, the Christmas card thing, it, 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 it stuck out to me this year. And um, I'm kind of curious if it's starting to reach, because, you know, you see all this Xmas holiday stuff, which again, whatever. But I think it's starting to reach some of those second, third generation Catholic Christians that their parents were and their grandparents were Catholics. And now you're getting down to like this third or fourth generation. And now they're like, ah, you know, I'm cool with happy holidays. I don't need the, to to state Christmas. They're, they're, they're not even Christers where they go to a, a right, church Easter, at Christmas yeah. and Easter. And Easter. Right. Did you see any cards that said... Uh, Noel or anything that's no, like no. that that's another one that's disappearing that... used to see that a lot like the noel and then uh i don't even know what that means i just remember as a kid i saw it and you hear there's songs about it and everything yeah you don't even see that no no more like it's completely gone i feel from any of the the lexicon of uh christmas Ooh, is the fancy word for a latino Hey man, I can't help it that I read books once in a while. Um, nice. <laughs> from the, the Christmas uh, nomenclature there. But uh, but everybody's like, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, to me, it's like you say what you will, but America is a Christian country. That's what it was founded on. I know people dismiss it, but uh, basically all that stuff, uh, Christmas and all that was founded on uh based off of that uh faith i don't want to say religion faith but uh today it's just like you said man it's uh people are so and today it's something that you never really talked about but today people are so open about just expressing how everything makes them feel right um that's why we're in this kind of fucking mess i'm sure you just we're at a point where sometimes it just because you talk about how it makes you feel doesn't mean that it's right so you just uh um so i don't know i i to me that's what i celebrate is christmas so i still say merry christmas i know we've talked about it here in the past on on the on the the podcast but uh people down with uh kwanzaa or hanukkah ramadan that's what they do i mean who am i to say you can't do that you know but I just know that I, I celebrate that, and that's what I'm supposed to do, say Merry Christmas. <laughs> right. And now, but uh, like I mentioned, I, I don't care if, like, Walmart has happy holidays when you walk into the store. I don't start waving my fist and like, damn you, where's Christmas? I don't care. You can put happy holidays. I get your corporation. I get your company. Uh, maybe you don't want to put that up front. Maybe Chick-fil-A will put Merry Christmas because they're more of a Christian uh, restaurant. But I get it. So to me, I don't care. But what struck me, uh, sh- strike me a little bit this year was that Christmas cards. And that's more of your personal uh, greetings to whoever you sent it to, to tell them, hey, you know, have a good holidays, have a Merry Christmas. And I, I just found it weird that well, it's well, proportionary, more happy holidays. Well, just think about that. Then T- Christmas is the only holiday where they want to generalize it. They don't generalize anything else. They don't sell Chris, uh, Turkey, uh, you know, Thanksgiving, 4th of July, Memorial Day. The only one they somewhat kind of do is Easter. Uh, they put the bunny because that's again another christian big christian holiday and then they good friday is another big one but they change it to uh they equate it to they they kind of ball it in there with mardi gras and that you know with fat tuesday and all that where people just drinking and going crazy in new orleans they kind of lump it into there try to get it away from uh faith uh, from its faith for you know for christians so that that's the that's why uh some people that's why people are like we got to keep uh the christ and christmas crowd i personally don't care but i understand their point of view because 
they're asking you to celebrate this holiday with them, buy from their stores, but don't say those words. <laughs> so it's kind of a, it's like a weird thing. And that's why I get why people get all bent out of shape about it. But I, again, it's, uh, they, they, they just generalize it like, oh, winter holiday or happy holidays and stuff like that. So. Right. Right. But yeah. Um, other than that, uh, I did watch a documentary. This is a while ago, so I, I kind of forgot a lot of the details. But I don't know if you guys ever seen it. You say you don't have Netflix, Andy, but um, Woodstock '99. Now, I I didn't know much about the original Woodstock or even this Woodstock '99, but the documentary on Netflix, man, it was pretty interesting because they go into the back scenes of Woodstock and it just shows you how much of a shit show the 99 one was that the corporations which uh, Woodstock is kind of against kind of creeped in and kind of just took over and everything got budget cost to the max to the point where there was people spending an abundance of money and they just weren't getting what they were supposed to food uh and water was uh, outsourced to a third-party company and they started charging you know like ten dollars a bottle kind of stuff and it was just ridiculous and this documentary goes into how the show towards the end because they kept hyping up the ending the last day the last day it's going to be great that it just became a huge debacle man where there was fires and there was just people getting hurt and injured and even people like uh women being like sexually assaulted so huge issues with that woodstock 99 it was definitely not the loving uh woodstock that the original one was so i'm just curious have you guys even heard of this documentary or seen it i haven't i mean i've seen stuff on woodstock 99 and talked about uh, where they talk about uh, how the corporations got in there and everything was super expensive and like there was a lot of problems with the with the portage johns and running out of stuff right. and i think they started like tearing shit up and burning it if i remember correctly right the like right. the last day or the night before or something yeah for sure man it was it was definitely you know again i didn't know too much about the original one but it seemed to have lost its feeling of the original one. If that's what they were going for was kind of bringing that feel back, but it was a pretty good documentary for you guys interested in, in uh, stuff like that. I, I always could go down for a good documentary if, if there's any out there. So send them in FFN questions at gmail.com. But guys, I think it's time to get into it. Let's get into our article of the week. Our article of the week, pretty light reading here, but um, it this article comes from The Verge. Westworld is leaving HBO Max. Uh, once one of the big shows that they had, man, it was like one of the big things that they were the originals of this TV show. And there was like one of their huge shows and now it's gone. And not only did they cut the TV show. And, and cancel it, but they're also removing it from the network, which to me, when I first heard about it, I thought it was really weird. I'm like, why are they removing it from the TV show? And I guess from reading a little bit more and more just from this article and a few other places that I that I checked out, I guess they sell the rights to other, like a Hulu, and they'll go like, Hulu, do you want to show Westworld? And they'll sell it to them, give us a billion dollars, and you can broadcast it on your show. So... Uh, the article goes into some some different points about this and a few other shows that even after this article, a few more have gone down this route for HBO. And um, I didn't really too, know too much about how the corporation structure was, but from talking to Andy before we started recording, I guess Discovery bought uh, Warner Brothers and then Warner Brothers owns HBO Max. So uh just opening it up to the floor what are you guys thoughts about this uh west world uh leaving and some of the hbo max uh movements that they've been doing so i read that west world leave left i mean the the 
they originally planned to go for five seasons. I think they've wrapped up four, but the ratings or the viewing got kind of trended down, and uh, they're just like the new people came in when Discovery bought the Warners from uh, AT and T. They just uh, went in there and started hacking away, and ultimately, I think I read that Westworld and another show is going to go to. uh, Pluto, I think Pluto is the one that's going to get it. That's from the rumors that and some of the stuff that I read. But uh, basically, the Warner people or uh, Discovery is going to start hacking away and uh, try to uh, slash uh, cost cutting all across the board. I read that they are going to license out the DC animated wing. You know, the DC animated is known. They release out great uh, animated movies and they're they licensed all that shit out to, uh, I think, Amazon, if I read that correctly. They're going to get the rights to that. And everything else, they're just going to, who to the highest bidder who wants to stream this, to reduce costs. And then they're really going to focus on DC and revamp that, um, try to make that their moneymaker. Yeah, dude, I, I'm a little bit disappointed as to the direction they went to. Um, because they, they had some decent shows. Um, now, CW uh, is also part of all that, um, part of HBO, part of C, uh, Warner, everything else. And uh, they got bought out, too, in the whole merger and the Discovery thing. So with CW, they lost a ton of shows. And I wasn't too you know worried about that because they, they actually had a lot of shows that were kind of like lower level uh, and they were like dying off already. They their viewership was kind of like dwindling, but the HBO Max shows those were at a higher level, in my opinion. Uh, they have Doom Patrol, they have Titans, and I, I heard Titans might be getting canceled, and uh, it's kind of disappointing because some of the DC shows on HBO Max were really entertaining for me uh, as a comic book fan, and so just seeing uh, the direction that DC is going in right now. Uh, I heard recently they got rid of uh, Henry Cavill for yeah. Superman. Oh, Super yeah. disappointing. Yeah, dude. It's, well, yeah, uh, that's why he tweeted or something like in October, I'm back. And then he had that cameo spoilers for Black Adam. And then the movie kind of like broke even. And people are saying it lost money. The Rock saying it didn't. <laughs> and like oh, that whole... Uh, DC, speaking of DC, just that whole uh, backlog of movies like the Batman and the, the whole universe, State, Wonder Woman, that's all by Snyder and other people. They're like, fuck all that. We're getting rid of all that and we're going to start fresh. And I think they were going to I thought they were going to reboot it around Cavill, uh, Henry Cavill. But right. it's like they're not doing that. They're going to go completely uh, fucking you. And they have a couple movies in the can, uh, The Flash. It's been done for like a while, and they're still t- they don't know when they're gonna release it, and it, so that's what I'm saying. Like, it's all uh, the new owner. Um, uh, he's putting all his eggs on DC, and he wants that like multiverse thing, like Marvel. Everything else is just like whatever, dude. I don't care. He licensed it out. He he he's putting that they're gonna make all their money back on that. I guess the Guardians of the Galaxy director, he's the one in charge now yeah, of everything. Gone. Yeah, yeah gone. And, man, it's disappointing, man, because even though Wonder Woman is not a huge character that I watched, I thought the movies were okay, and I heard the part three got axed, and that's not going to go through. And then, like you mentioned, Harry Cavill quit Witcher because uh, The Rock enticed him to come and reprise his role as Superman and that he was going to do more Superman movies. And the original Warner Brothers, they were like, yeah, we're going to really do Superman good. And then, you know, they decided to axe all of that and just reboot the whole thing and have a clean slate. The only one that's still on board technically is uh, Aquaman. But I would suspect that maybe in the next couple months, maybe even that uh, that that dude, that uh, yeah. James or whatever the guy's name, Samoan or Momoa. Jason Momoa. Yeah. I would suspect that he he's he's gonna probably be gone too. That they he, were, he is. They were gonna. Uh, they got Ben Affleck to commit to making the that old Batman, 
And then uh, there was reports coming out like a couple weeks ago that he doesn't want to do it no more. Like he's tired of it and uh, he had meetings or something. There's a report out there too. And he's like, I'm done. And that pissed off uh, the new owners. And it's just like, it's a bunch of little things. And ultimately they're just like, let's just fucking get rid of all these people. We pay them a ton of money. They don't want to do it. Fuck this. They will start and do our own thing from the beginning. I and heard that, even Michael Keaton was going to do something where he was going to do Batman 2022 or whatever that Batman the, Beyond thing. That's yeah. in the Flash. The Flash movie is like uh, there's rumors that he uh, uh, that they were going to do like that multiverse shit in the Flash because he's going to spit run everywhere. And I mean, I don't know how far there was rumors that they were going to kill Keaton, that Batman and put in the Batgirl from the CW. Like there's all sorts of shit floating out there and they've been a lot of reshoots. He filmed his parts for that movie and I think Ben Affleck did too. And um, it just it's a fucking mess. And then that actor got in trouble with Ezra Miller girls or something. I don't know. Uh, underage so it's just sitting there they re re re-edited it a couple times and they just don't know what to do with the movie they know there's been the amber heard yeah the amber heard but johnny depp yeah (laughs) dude it's it's a shit show man it's a shit show (laughs) could go on and on (laughs) but that's not saying like dc is where then going forward and then going back to the hbo max they also they paid uh he uh they have the rights to sesame street and that whole catalog they got rid of like almost a bunch of shows like i was reading 200 plus shows because they don't want to pay royalties to some of the old actors 200 episodes yeah 200 plus episodes and they uh they don't want to pay royalties or whatever it's just it's all about uh just saving a buck i think they're gonna try to recoup some of the money he's just gonna just license out every property they can and then that uh and then um they're gonna merge ultimately with discovery you know that right so he's gonna get rid of max and then they're just gonna make it like discovery max or something because uh they own cnn as soon as they bought uh when the merger was done he asked uh, cnn plus and then he dumped all that crap on the discovery and I think he's going to do the same with uh, HBO Max. And just once he's done, they're all going to be merged into one they're talking about as early as next summer. I think they're going to lose a lot of money, even with all this stuff going on. I think, especially with the comic book stuff, there there's a huge following, man. And uh, DC's following isn't as big as Marvel's, which is probably why, like, the the like box office isn't on the same level why they're not making billion dollars off of each movie they make but the following is still there and the fact that they're not listening to their fans who have adamantly said they want henry cavill as superman henry cavill wants himself as superman that i think that's going to be really bad I, i've seen a lot of comments lately they're like i don't give a shit what movies you make in the future we're not going to watch them uh, and it's like a unanimous thing with all the fans of DC. So we'll see what happens, man. I, the whole Ezra Miller stuff and the fact that the Flash has been pushed back for like six years or whatever it was. Because Justice League came out, what was it, like 2019 or something like that? Yeah. And Flash was like in production before that because Justice League had the Flash in it. But like we never got the Flash movie. We just got the Justice League movie with him in it. And uh, Aquaman, I heard he's stepping away because of the whole Amber Heard stuff. Although maybe it might be that Jason Momoa wants to step away before they ax him. You know what I mean? Before I they think fire they're, him. They're, they're gonna, I think they're going to say thank you, but uh, you're free to do whatever you want. <laughs> I think there not, there's not going to be no more Aquaman. And, um, yeah, it's just they want a fresh new start going forward. And you know, Well, I, I think it. I think it's like you said, Andy, I I think ultimately what happened is that a lot of these actors were tough to work with. We all know Ben Affleck has, you know, his quirkiness. He was an alcoholic for a lot of this DC universe, and I think he's gotten better, but he's still a tough guy to deal with. 
And even though Henry Cavill, man, I'm a huge fan. I like, I loved him in The Witcher. I liked him a lot in, in, as a Superman. I know he's with The Witcher in particular. A lot of the rumors were that they weren't doing The Witcher lore justice, and they were gonna kind of getting a little fresh with it and changing things up from the books and the, and all the you know all the lore for it. That he's just like, hey, if you guys are going to keep messing with the Witcher character, I'm I'm outies. And I, I think they basically forced him out to the point where he's just like, yeah. well, DC is going to offer me all this money. I'm out of here. I read that. Uh, I mean, again, another rumor was they kind of did push him out because they want to do more of a. I heard the next Witcher. I don't know if it's been cast. I mean, I remember seeing a video about it like a week that they want a woman Witcher or something. And they want to do some other stuff, and they're like, "Oh yeah, the the series ain't doing great. It's because we're doing, we got Henry Cavill. We need a woman, and we need this and that, and that's one of the reasons they're like, you want to leave, leave. We're good with it. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm a DC fan. Um, I got kind of tired of Marvel when I was collecting comics, and I kind of gravitated towards the Batman. The Superman and uh, a lot, even a lot of the a uh, little smaller characters, you would say. Uh, but yeah, the movies I've enjoyed them. Uh, definitely not to the Marvel point where like every Iron Man that came out was good, kind of you know realm or at least the the rating. But I still like the man. I still like the Man of Steel's. I still like the Justice League's movies. Um, uh, the Batman stuff, I, I was really enjoying it. So it's kind of sad to hear that they're going to just reboot the whole thing. But I get it, too. It's a business. If these actors are giving you problems, they're kind of forcing you to give them huge contracts. Uh, maybe it is best to just wipe the whole thing clean, get new, fresh, young actors in that you could tie down for 10 years and kind of build a big arc, a big overall arc. And, and do it again yeah i'm i'm disappointed with it what they're doing with uh warner's animation group the the one that did all those animated dc movies uh, some of those movies are like they're really good way, they're fucking way better than the live action right they did a couple of uh justice league dark uh a couple of uh justice league with constantine the, a couple of the supermans where he's doing his own thing in the batman with more characters with like um with uh when he turns it into nightwing and i mean those are great great animated movies and more and they had more of adult themes uh, they were like pg-13 a couple of them so i'm gonna be interested to see what amazon does with them um and uh you know we'll go from there and what, what's gonna happen to hbo max uh, i think we're gonna start seeing more uh other media companies uh consuming or merging with other of the smaller streaming things or eventually it's going to be like three big ones and that's it because there's just too many of them right now and nobody can nobody can afford <laughs> seven bucks when there's like seven different ones or ten different ones you know yeah it, it we'll have to see what the, the future holds for them and you know, it kind of goes back to the the Hulu thing. The original idea of Hulu was a bunch of small companies getting together to broadcast their catalogs. And now it's kind of like the opposite. It's like these small companies are getting bought out by one huge company and making it to one huge conglomerate. And I don't know which is better, man. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's uh, streaming's here and it's going to stay and it's, it's killing TV, broadcast TV, so it's going to be interesting going forward how this goes. And now it's even impacting sports. Uh, yeah, it's live sports, so even that's a thing that's going to be dealt with in the next coming years. Yeah, man, I'm kind of worried about it, but at the same time, it's like uh, it leaves room for, for improvement. Hopefully, we'll see what the the new, I guess, reboot brings. Um, Marvel's not doing too well either. They They have their own issues going on. A lot of their stuff has been failing lately. So we'll see um, what happens with the comic book world, what happens with HBO and all these streaming services. But it uh, looks like that's going to wrap things up for today, guys. 
Thank you so much for joining us here on the Freeform Network. If you're not already, you need to follow us on Facebook at Freeform Network. Uh, we're at Twitter as well, at FFR Podcast. And if you have any suggestions, any questions for us, drop that email at ffnquestions at gmail.com. From Freeform Radio, my name is Noel, and we have Daniel. Yes, sir. Everybody stay warm out there. I heard the snowpocalypse is going to hit the Chicagoland area, so uh, stay warm out there, man. And we got Andy. It's all good, Andy, and uh, hope everyone uh, stays warm. And these Midwest uh, winters are here, and January is when it's the worst. But stay warm. Definitely. Uh, Happy holidays. Stay warm. And uh, we wish you a great night and a beautiful tomorrow. Dad.